Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Absolutely Not Podcast, where we do the most and the least at the same damn time. I'm your host, Heather McMahon. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the podcast, the one and only Jennifer Lawrence. How the hell are you? Oh my God. I'm on my favorite podcast. This is wild. Okay. First of all, we need to break down how we met. I got a random message from my agent one day that was like, hey, you know, Jennifer Lawrence wants your email. And I was like, oh, I just I just thought it was like, you know, somebody in accounting. I didn't think it was Oscar winning actress Jennifer Lawrence. <laughs> and then you sent me an email and you're like, yo, what's up? Listen to every episode of the podcast. What's good? Or like, are we friends? I was like, yeah, OK, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I had been, I mean, I found you right in the crux of quarantine, raw, baby, as you like to say. Yes, raw. yes. And so you were just, you got me through it. My friend and I thought that meme that you made, or I don't know what they're called, the video where you were like, are you running? Like, are you okay? We thought it was so funny. And then she was like, oh, her name's Heather McMahon. She has a podcast called Absolutely Not. And I was like, oh, I'll check it out. Cut to, I've listened to every single episode. (laughs) Every single one. Tiramisu, bitch. (laughs) I am appreciative. You got me through quarantine. Well, I appreciate it. Listen, I'm just glad that like what I'm putting out into the universe, like I'm doing something for good and not evil because it feels very voyeuristic when you do a podcast and you're just kind of like talking to no one. And, you know, sometimes I bring on guests and you have no fucking idea. I'm like, somebody at a church could be listening to this. I don't know who's listening to this podcast. So I'm glad that it's, you know, it's reaching the masses. Spreading love. And I felt like I, I could hang out with girlfriends. Did you at some point, because you're recently married, did you at any point look at your husband, even though obviously it's like the love of your life, but- And say, dur- I hate you slowly. Yeah, yeah. 100%. <laughs> I think our lowest moment, he tried to pick out a three hour black and white Japanese film with subtitles. And I was just like, how- dare you. You're like, oh, we watch Dumb and Dumber. We watch First Wives Club. Ace Ventura. Oh, First Wives Club. Yeah. Or Bridget Jones Diary. Or Ace Ventura. That's it. Those are the three options. That's a wrap. What's next for for you? I mean, where we were, what, it's fucking October. I, I can't believe it. Does it feel like to you that this year has gone by so fast, but also it's so slow at the same time? Yeah. I mean, I can't give 2020 the compliment of saying it's flown by, but <laughs> I think because of quarantine, it's like a wrinkle in time. Like nothing's happened since March. So like, I can't tell time. Like, I can't believe it's October. What the fuck are we doing? I have anxiety every fucking day. And it's it's like, I go in waves and I, I don't know what kind of emotional roller coaster you're on, but I go through these really crazy waves where it's just like one minute I'm good. And then the next minute I'm just like underneath the couch. Not good. Not good. Not well, bitch. Not well, Not well. bitch. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm just on a very much so an emotional roller coaster. And then my skin started to itch a lot. I don't know if like I'm having an allergic reaction to my detergent or if it's just my inner insides are manifesting and coming out in open wounds. You know what I mean? I am actually a complete homebody and the laziest person who's ever lived. So I have been a pig in shit because everybody is doing what I love to do. Like Cook's biggest joke with me. He's like, oh, you want to go directly back to the apartment, babe? Or like, oh no, you have to stay in bed again today. (laughs) Like, no, I have to. See, I'm the opposite. 
I like to be out and about. She's a lady who likes to lunch. Now, then again, I'm not in a position. I'm sure when you go out, does it get aggressive? Like, do you ever feel like you have to Kardashian style, put your shit together just to go out and like go to CVS or do you go to CVS? Is that, a, is that an okay question to ask? Yeah, I can, I'll go to CVS, but I, I, I actually, I don't really have many problems when I go out with people. People normally just don't recognize me, which is nice. But I mean, with paparazzi, that's what I hate. Like if I'm going to walk around on Saturday and like Cook and I are going to go get lunch or something, then I have to like right. think about what I'm wearing and then I can't dress myself. So then I end up overthinking it. Right. And then I look at pictures later and I'm like, honey, you are not you're not a Hadid. Like you can't dress like that. <laughs> Gigi and Bella have fucked it up for everybody. And then like Haley Bieber, who I fucking love. She's great. She's gorgeous. I love that the fact that she's with Justin. They're just go out so effortlessly cool and chic and they'll wear like bike shorts and just a, and a crop top. And I'm like, if I went out in that, people would call the police. They'd be like, there is a, you know, a sociopath on the corner. We don't know if she's a gypsy, what's happening. I just can't pull that off. Okay, before we started recording, I was telling Jen for my listeners that basically we got through our 14-day quarantine here, essentially because production's like fucking terrified because we have to get tested every day. They're basically like, you can't leave your room. We still need you to essentially do another like five-week quarantine because we just don't trust, you know, the elements out there. And so- I feel like it's, I'm in a weird position because I'm so grateful to have work and I'm so excited to do a creative project, but it's very hard to like connect with other people creatively when we're not allowed to do anything. I'm like, at this point, they should have just taken us to a hotel in the middle of nowhere, Canada. So at least we could all hang out together and like have a sense of normalcy. Um, I'm just sitting in this fucking studio apartment, losing my goddamn mind. What are you supposed to do on your next project? Like, can you go out and about or is it going to be like a lockdown situation? No, full lockdown. I'm, I'm saving some V shows. I tried to hold off on starting below deck sailing yeah. edition, right? Uh, but I couldn't. Uh, started that right off. Um, so I've never really gotten into Mad Men. So I guess that's my Boston plan. Maybe I'll read a book, but LOL, probably not. Can I tell you, I always try. I'm like, I'm going to read. I'm a reader, guys. I've convinced everyone I'm a reader. I, I fall asleep 30 seconds into the third page. Yeah. I, the only time I can read and I read avidly, like when I'm at work, because I'm so ADD and so horrible with time management. I do the thing where if I'm supposed to be packing, I'm like, oh, this would be a perfect time to go to the kitchen and reorganize. Or <laughs> if I'm supposed to be cooking, I'm like, oh, this would be the perfect time to write that letter to that person that I hate. Yeah. <laughs> um, just so like when I'm at work, I should be focusing on my lines or focusing on, but then I'm super into this book. And then as soon as I'm not working, I'm like, what's a book? Yeah. I don't know how to read. I forgot what sentences were. I just use it as a way to not focus on what I'm supposed to be focusing on. Do you feel like when it comes to work that you at the last minute, like uh, I'm, I'm the creative type where I'm vibing. Things come to me in the middle of the night. I wake up in the middle of the night. I write down jokes on my phone or whatever, but it's like, I'm up into the moment that they say action, that I've made a choice. I'm like, great. We are here. We are in the moment. I'm, I'm all about being present oh, to the point where it might be fucking me up. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, no, I I have a very different process. It's called the procrastinator. Uh-huh. <laughs> the procrastinator nation. I genuinely, from the bottom of my heart, I'll finish a day of work and completely forget that like I'm aware that I have to work the next day. Right. But I completely forget that like I should look at my lines or I should do that. I'm the, I'm extremely unprepared. But quick and on my feet. A quick bitch. When's your birthday? August 15th. I'm a Leo. Leo. And I just found out I have a Taurus rising, which makes a lot of sense. A lion yeah. and a bull. <laughs> Bitch, I would not want to have to shop around you at a Costco. <laughs> this episode of the Absolutely Not Podcast is sponsored by the Butcher Box. Let me tell you about the Butcher Box. I signed up for the Butcher Box and back in March when everything started to shut down and I knew we were going to be in the house for a while. I got Butcher Box because I said, hey, I really want to just have something delivered to the door. I don't have to worry about, you know, stressing out about going to the store. I freaking love Butcher Box. I've truly been using them for almost six, nine months now. I can't do math. And it's incredible. It's basically a box of really high quality meat that comes directly to your door once a month or however often you want it delivered. And it's just changed the game. Know where everything's coming from. You know that they're using high quality ingredients. It's the jam. Butcher Box promises that they're going to have high quality meat. It's delicious 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, heritage breed pork, and wild-caught seafood, all sourced from partners who believe in doing things the right way. And it's at an unbelievable value. 
less than $6 per meal. I'm so excited. I can't even get the words out. And they're flexible. Box options and deliveries frequent to fit your needs. Cancel anytime with no penalty. And it's convenient. It's great tasting meat that you can feel good about delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. So don't worry about having to like get in the car, mask up, glove up. You got to do all those things to get to the grocery store and then fight with the lady over some chicken breasts. No, 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 honey. It's going to be delivered directly to your door. And it's decisions that make a difference. Caring about our animals and our planet, improving livelihoods for farmers and better meals enjoyed together. You really got to start looking into the quality of what you're getting and serving your family. I think quality over quantity is such a big thing this year. And that's why I'm just excited to be partnering with ButcherBox. Almost couldn't get it out. I'm so excited. Here's the thing. You choose your box and your delivery frequency. They offer five boxes, four curated box options, as well as a popular custom box. So you get exactly what you and your family love. And for a limited time, new members can get a free Thanksgiving turkey when you sign up for ButcherBox by going to butcherbox.com slash absolutely. That's butcherbox.com slash absolutely and get a free turkey in your first order. Hey, check them out. You know, I wouldn't stray you wrong. That's butcherbox.com slash absolutely. Can I tell you, I don't get along with Tauruses, female Tauruses. I just, there's something about it. It's like they can't ever admit when they're wrong, but I feel like our friendship is flourishing. So don't fuck this up. Okay. Don't fuck this up. That's crazy. I, every single female on my team is a Taurus. My producing partner is a Taurus. My lawyer is a Taurus. My boss is a Taurus, but I can't stand people who can't admit when they're wrong. I've never, I've ne- I haven't had that with my Taurus eye. You should meet mine. Okay, I want to meet, want to meet your side, your badass team of like Taurus ladies. There's really just one Taurus female in my life, and she is just, you know, she gives me night sweats, and it is what it is. I've got to work through that personally. That's a, you know, P to P. That's a personal problem that I got to work through. <laughs> but I'm yeah. a Pisces with Aries rising in like a Virgo moon or some shit. I don't know. Oh, that sounds so peaceful and loving, and that sounds wonderful, like a, like a spring breeze. <laughs> like a just a just a warm spring breeze it was just like a brook <laughs> yeah just just a babbling brook however yeah. it basically says if you take all those and put them together it's like you're creative outgoing but you're horrible with money like actually i've had like a, a lady read my cards before and she's like you're really bad with like balancing a checkbook i'm like yeah bitch you're right you know oh my god <laughs> If I have it, I'll spend it. And I'm not proud about it, but it's like I'm new money and I've just accepted it. And I'm to the point where I'm like, okay, yeah, if I know that I, I've got a little, you know, a little something in the bank, your girl wants to shop. And you got the Italian stallion to rein you in. Oh, yeah. I'm extremely frugal. I don't like if I have it, I love to save. I was raised by war baby, baby boomers. But then like, I'll be like, oh, God, well, why would I get this brand of almond milk when this brand of almond milk is so much cheaper? And then I'll spend money on something absolutely ridiculous. Like I was going to say matching pajama sets for my friends, but that actually sounds lovely. I should do that. <laughs> That's an easy like Amazon purchase. That sounds great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like, that sounds great, actually. <laughs> do you know what your love language is? My love language? Yeah, I, I do know. I think it's words of affirmation, receiving, okay. and my action. It's, it's um, whatever it is, like actions of love. Yeah. You like people to do shit for you. No, no, I'm <laughs> saying. <laughs> wow, I really shouldn't have brought up the Taurus rising. <laughs> You're painting a whole picture here. <laughs> I really am. <laughs> I like to do acts of love or whatever it is. Service. Got it. So your receiving is you like words of affirmation. You like people to build you up. And that's, I love that. But then what you like to do, acts of service. You like to do things for people. Yes. You're like, I can see. <laughs> Everyone else can't The wheels turning where I'm like, this is bad. (laughs) This is not like one of those like sketchy interviews. I'm not putting you like pinning yourself against yourself in a corner. Minus time and time. I like to hang out with people. And then I like to give people my time too. Well, I guess my, my giving is words of affirmation. I love to like let everybody feel like, okay, you're part of it. We're doing it. But then all I want to do is hang out with people. I never know the end of the hangout. Like I, I still have slumber. I'm married and I have slumber parties like once a week. Like, Didn't you have one last night? I did. My friend came over and it was not planned, but she ended up spending the night and we slept in my, my bed and my husband slept in our guest room. <laughs> was he pissed or was he like, yeah, it's fine. It's a slumber party. No, he, knows, he, knows, he knows the drill. My, my best friend in the entire world, we used to have sleepovers all the time. And then she got married when we were pretty young. I was like 24 and I was like, well, I understand, you know, it's going to change. You're going to get married. She was like, no, it's not. And we still to this day, she's been married for seven years. <laughs> we still to this day have sleepovers. I love that. That's a beautiful, just adult lady friend thing. 
You know, guys don't get oh, it. I love a girl, girly slumber. I love a girly slumber. You know, I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do for my eventual bachelorette whenever it'll happen. And my my girls are planning all this shit. I go, who knows when the fucking world will open back up? And I'm like, I just want to go to a spa. I want to stay in a terry cloth robe for four days straight with all my best friends and just giggle. That's all I want to do. That's what I did. I had I had a major sleepover at my at my apartment, but I will say I regret not planning, not planning a big one because my friend was getting married close to me and I went to her bachelorette and then we ended up typical Leo. We called it my bachelorette. Right. <laughs> it was <a> blast. <laughs> it was the most fun weekend of my entire life. I don't know how she felt, but I had a blast. Okay. So you're like, I should have just done the big party for myself instead of doing the cute at home, you know, sorority moment. Okay. I hear what you're saying. I've been uh, keeping up with the Kardashians and I watched an episode recently where Courtney was literally like bitching. She was like, I can't believe that I have to cover the the private jet for security. And I just had, I was so surprised that they were showing this. And I just had one of those moments where I was like, at some point you have to have those conversations. Like what, what do you be cheap on? You got to have the private jet for the security. I can't imagine. I, I just can't imagine. I, I can't imagine. <laughs> I mean, good for them though. They, they really leave it all out there, you know? Good for them. Good for Kim for rocking a full leather outfit for six days straight in Wyoming this summer. I mean, she was there over the 4th of July and was just wearing (laughs) hot leather. You're right. You're right. (laughs) I saw a really funny post of North um, and and it was like one of North, Northeast Frisian horses. She has 14 and somebody posted, I have 15. (laughs) And that got me. (laughs) I love internet humor. I know. Who doesn't love a fucking gif or a gif or a meme? Oh, I love meme. I love a gif or a gif or whatever it's called. I like very lowbrow humor. I don't need high intellect. I just want you to hit me with, you know, a monkey on a horse and a funny caption below. And I'm hooked. Interspecies relationships. Obviously, they're all listening and following me. So whenever I go on Instagram, it's just like farts of Instagram. So (laughs) my phone understands me. (laughs) My favorite quarantine gif was Luann when it was like me with my house plant after quarantine when she's like, we're going to get married when she's talking about Tom. <laughs> Dude, Tom D'Agostino. Let's just okay for those of you who are listening, and we'll just refresh you. Remember Countess Luann De La Seps from the Real Housewives of New York. Mary Tom. Everybody saw the writing on the wall. Bethany warned her, like pump the brakes. He's sleeping around. She then goes to West Palm at the Breakers, gets arrested. You know, because she got really fucked up one night after. I'm sure Tom was up to no good. I mean. I just, he's now in a new relationship. Damn, you are prepared. <laughs> Sorry. He's in a new relationship. He has a new relationship? Do you like follow the, oh my God, good for you. I'm connected with a bunch of interior designers in Atlanta. And this woman that he's dating now is an interior designer from Atlanta. And she moved to West Palm with him. And it's a whole thing. Yeah. He's got a whole new woman. He's like married. Oh my God. Monster. Who's your favorite housewife? Honestly, Lisa Renna, because I'm just like, bless her heart. Like she just can't, she she can't control her mouth, which I of course relate to. And she, and, and there was just that moment where Kim was like, Kim Richards was apologizing to her. And she was like, you know what? I love you, Kim. <laughs> it was like, honey, you don't need to, it's too much. Like, like just accept the apology. You know what? I love you. Like, it's just so extra that I just, she just charms me. She tickles my buttons. No, I like that. I like tickles my buttons. It's better than tickle your taint. You know, I think it's, it's much yeah, PG yeah. vert. More PG version. I used to wait on Lisa Renna at SoulCycle in West Hollywood. And let me tell you something. She is a dreamboat in person in with just as much pep in her step and energy as one would think. You know, the hair is perfect. I love hearing that. Yes. Yeah. The lips are glossed. Hi, everyone. Hello. I saw her at a restaurant one time and collapsed. I like rushed the table. And that she and Harry Hamlin was there. And I I don't remember if I ended up telling her this, but my friends and I used to have a drinking game where every time she said, Harry Hamlin, take a drink. And I'm sure you were fucked up all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Is there anybody that you get starstruck from? Because I mean, you you know, you work with everybody. You're you're in that, on that next level. And see, when I was working at SoulCycle, I always felt, the only person I've ever really gotten starstruck by was were the Spice Girls. When they came in, I was like, this is it. This is my Holy Beatles shit. moment. Like I lost my ship. And have you ever met someone where you're like, I can't catch my breath. I'm unwell. What has what that Hollywood moment been like for you? Oh God, my problem is whenever I meet like comedians, 
Uh-huh. I try to like be funny. I was at dinner with Amy recently and I was like, that is the, must be the worst, the most annoying thing for you because people see you and then they put on their like funny self and like, that's me. And I met Zach Galifianakis one time and was just like trying to be funny, but it kept coming off so rude. Cause I was like, not that funny. And was like, he was like, Oh, well, welcome. Like to some event. I was like, what do you live here? Like, and it was like, sounded so mean. And I was like, no, I mean, you know, like, so it's really bad when I meet comedians. I get that. I mean, for me, when I even meet other comedians, I try and do the opposite. Like there's a vibe around other comedians where you, especially male comics, where it's like, you try and be cool. You know what I mean? You're like, yeah, like you just try and be so low key that then it actually seems like you have a personality disorder. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't have that key. I got a crazy fucking email the other day from this like very passive aggressive Canadian. Actually, she wasn't even passive aggressive. She was just pissed. Her name was Jennifer. So the irony that I'm talking to you today. And she was very, very upset that I was calling it Vancouver, Canada and not Vancouver, British Columbia. And a couple Canadians have warned me. They're like, Heather, no, everyone here is nice, but you'll meet that one asshole. And I met her and it's a Jennifer. So, you know. It's real wild that I'm talking to you right now. Ladies and gentlemen, just so you know, it was actually Jennifer Lawrence who sent me that passive aggressive It was me. It was me. <laughs> you were pissed. You're like, I listened to every episode. You were so uneducated. Get your life together. That would be such a good activity for me if I just start trolling you like on these different accounts, trolling you and then also praising you and just kind of like you don't know, you don't know what, which way is up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just really need to have my anxiety level rockier and yeah. less stable than it already oh, is. Oh, she ebbs and she flows. <laughs> yes. Doesn't she? Doesn't she? Yeah. I'll tell you what, having a couple glasses of wine after not drinking for a while, it'll kick your ass the next day. Good thing is I have DHM Detox, which is a vitamin for people who would like to enjoy a little bit of alcohol. It's a smart, responsible way to enjoy your booze. Whether you hate that next day awful feeling or just like to enjoy a few drinks here and there, DHM Detox is a must. You enjoy your drinks and forget about the brain fog and all that crappy feeling the next day. Again, I've said this so many times. I feel like once you get into your 30s, you just don't have time to be hungover. You're like, I got to pay my taxes tomorrow. I don't have time to deal with this. Their company, DHM Detox, is built on the words, no days wasted. And it's true because you can't wake up feeling like crap the next day. The way DHM Detox works is it uses science with a blend of antioxidants and vitamins to help boost your body's natural response and help break down those pesky toxins while your body is sipping on your favorite beverage. So literally, your body's breaking down the toxins while you're also consuming the the juice, if you will. Just take two capsules after your first couple of drinks and it goes right to work. They come in convenient packets that are easy to share with friends and family. So just throw them in your purse and, and, you know, pop them out when you're ready to have a glass of shard. It's now part of my drinking routine. And so you got to think, how important is your next day? DHM Detox is a risk-free purchase. So if you aren't satisfied after taking the product, they'll give you your money back. It's a no-brainer. So at least give it a shot and get a refund if you don't love it. Then I've got you 20% off your order and free shipping in the U.S. Just head over to nodayswasted.co backslash absolutely and use promo code absolutely at checkout. That's nodayswasted.co backslash absolutely. So I got a question because, you know, you've been working since you were a kid and I tried to have my mom have me working since I was a kid. I, I honestly think that she's the reason why it's taken 10 times as long for me to rise to my stardom because, you know, she was like, eh, I don't want you to like, I got to drive you to acting class. That's too far away. Like she was a lazy mom. What is your <laughs> experience been like? Because you probably, I mean, you started working. How old were you when you booked your first job? I was 14 when I booked my first job and I moved to New York. It took a long time. It was like, I got you know discovered in New York. We were there just like for a weekend and this modeling agency wanted to sign me. And I was just like, this is it. Like, I always thought I was going to be a doctor. Turns out, nope. And I just talked about it nonstop. And I had enough money from babysitting. And I used to train some of the horses at our farm. And I had enough money like for an apartment. And I guess basically it just ended up being like, okay, we'll try it. You know, you can go up for the summer and we'll try it. And then my brother, who was 18 at the time, came out and we were both like, we're going to die. And then by the end of the summer, I booked a sitcom in LA. And that was that. And that was the Bill Ingvall show, wasn't it? That was, yeah, it was. Wow. Well, so I worked with him. My first job was I worked on the Blue Collar Comedy really? Tour with Jeff Foxworthy. Oh uh-huh. And he was the nice wow. uh, Bill, Bill Ingvall's the nicest guy. He's the nicest guy ever. And Jeff Foxworthy's nice. What was your experience like being 14 on a set, doing a sitcom? I mean, it was incredible. I 
I thought, you know, that was it. Like this, this is it. Like I did it. Like I'm, I'm, I'm going to be on a sitcom for the rest of my life. Like I'm going to have a steady paycheck as an actor. It was everything that I could ever have dreamed of. And then on the hiatus of the Bill Engvall show, I ended up booking Winter's Ball doing really well. And and then the show uh, got canceled. I've gotten to know you outside of just like being a down ass bitch who wants to giggle and talk about shit. But I think it's really cool that you can share these experiences of like what it was like to kind of grow up and do this shit because people don't realize my audience has seen me struggle and go through it. And so I think other people don't realize like what it's like when you're actually on the other side of the coin. You know what I mean? To like kind of yeah. have your life in the complete public eye where you're like, I don't feel comfortable talking about something or I, God, can I say this? Can I do that? Can I, will my publicist get pissed? Like all of this shit. Cause like you said, people will pick up some random clip and then run with it. And you're like, this isn't the narrative I want out there. Yeah, I know. I, it's funny though. Cause like I, everybody is always shocked when I'm like, oh yeah, I auditioned for Twilight. Oh yeah. And then I both auditioned for EZA. She beat me um, in her own words because I stuck. Um, and like, you know, all of and they're always like, what? And I'm like, yeah, I was an auditioning actor. Like everybody else. I still have moments where I'm like, oh my God, I don't have to go to an audition. Like where we're all sitting in the room, like all staring at each other, all blondes, all dressed the same. Like, Ugh. I'm it's glad rough. that you can have that humble brag moment right quick because <laughs> your bitch... I don't get offers yet. Uh, there, and it's so funny when I talk to other actors like for this movie I'm doing and they're like, oh, did you get offered? I was like, no, motherfucker. I had to audition. <laughs> no, and then bitch. Do, no, bitch. And then I did a Skype with the director. And then I was, they're like, it's up to Netflix. You know, and I'm like, fuck me. Okay, I don't know what you want. I can't wait till somebody just calls and they're like, they need you. I, I'm ready to say no. You know what I mean? That's where I'm at. <laughs> Immediately, yeah. <laughs> Pass. <laughs> I do yeah. live in a constant than fear of being fired though. Like every yeah. time Adam McKay texts me and is like, hey, can you chat? I'm like, here it is. Like, <laughs> I understand. Go with God. Yes, absolutely. You're like, <laughs> I knew it. Yeah, I'm just waiting for them, the writers to be like, you know what? We did a quick rewrite. Re we're going to reshoot. It's no big deal. Like that's a wrap. That's a wrap on Heather McMahon. <laughs> did you have any moments when you were first coming up that you were like, my team around me's <laughs> slick ricks. We're like, did you ever have those moments where you're like, fuck, I trust no one. I don't know what I'm doing. Like really have those introspective moments where you're like, I'm fucking terrified of everything. Not really until recently. I had that like two years ago and it wasn't about trust. I've always had, fortunately, I've been blessed with good people in my life. Mm -hmm. um, but I did like a couple of years ago, I, you know, I had to kind of look back at, at the career. Like I, it was kind of one of those things where I like, I was like, okay, how did I get here? I realized that I needed to take some time. I mean, we all like, I, everybody needed a break. The public needed a break for me. I needed a break. I, and, and I, I realized that, you know, once you go into this machine, it's, it's, you, you just, it just doesn't stop. And, um, you know, it's like this, Next, next back, big movie, you know, do this, do this, do this. And you're like, oh my God, great, great. What an, what an amazing opportunity. And you're just a part of this machine. And then you're like, wait a minute, where did, where, I, I've lost track with the kind of films that I want to make and why I want to make them. And I felt like my career had taken on a life of its own, like a slick, a slick life kind of thing. Right. And, and I just had to make some changes. And I did. Fortunately, it wasn't, you know, because anybody was bad or anything like that. It was just kind of, you know, I, I did. But, but it's fun because like when you're young, you just, you can do anything, you know, you jump on a horse without any fear. You, you know, you don't. And I was so fortunate at the beginning of my career that like it worked, you know, Winter's Bone worked. And then I was in Hunger Games and just like it worked, 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 worked. So I was just like, I just thought that's what happened when you did. Right. Like you do and then it works. Right. <laughs> and then I was, that was reality <laughs> which like, sometimes they don't right they're like the reviews are in hot off the press this one sucked <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> so you know if you make a few stinkers you gotta you gotta look back you know yeah reflect I mean, you got to reflect and just be like, I'm going to fire everyone on my team. That's actually why I brought this up because I want my whole team to know that this is their last paycheck. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, you're, <laughs> you're on watch. <laughs> no, I love them. I love them. Listen, my agents, shout out to Tori and Jamie. They were like two young girls and they messaged me like two years ago and they were like, hey, we're just fans. Can we get an Aperol spritz? And I went and got a spritz with them. And, you know, they're big agents out at UTA. 
and whatever. People don't understand what we're talking about, but you get it. Um, and these girls were just like, they bought me a spritz. I was like an easy sell. I was like, y'all are young and seem like you hustle and you had my favorite drink ready. So sure, I'll sign on the dotted line. Like that's all it took. That's awesome. <laughs> wow. Okay, you know, guys, if you want Heather to do anything. <laughs> get, get me some truffle her- fries and a spritz and I'm good to go. Ooh, truffle fries. I haven't had a truffle fries since the beginning uh, quarantine. And you know what? You can't order fries to go and have them show up to the correct consistency. I don't understand how in 2020 we haven't figured out you can't put to go fries in a styrofoam container because then it condensates and they basically steam and they end up soggy. So I don't know if this is the charity universally undiscussed. Thank you. And this is why I brought you on, actually, is because I want to talk about the hard hitting discussion of why truffle fries can't travel well in delivery. You know what I mean? The fragility of the potato. Yes. (laughs) 100% the fragility of the potato. It's like you have to eat that at the place. And, And for me, a truffle fry, I don't even care how fake the truffle seasoning is, it's it's great. If it's an aioli, an oil, you know, a truffle shaved parm on top, I'm good. I'm Gucci. You ever been to Houston's? You ever been to like a Hillstone? Of course. I, I worked in Atlanta for like all of my 20s. That's right. I didn't you go know. anywhere else. Well, yeah. they have one of the best spicy, thick Dijon mustards. Get that with their shoestring fries. It'll change your life. And their spicy aioli. I mean, you're, that to me is like death row. Oh, spicy aioli. Fuck me right up. <laughs> right. Oof. Damn. See, this, this is what people want to hear. Speaking of spicy aioli, <laughs> can I ask you what it was like winning an Oscar? And I know you get this question where, you know, like a Jimmy Kimmel asked you this, but like girl to girl, did you have one of those? Like, what was that real experience like? That's, that's my question. <laughs> As a fan. Um, uh, the real Okay. I was ready. I was very nervous and also very superstitious. I didn't want to acknowledge the possibility that I would win. I didn't right. want to write down a speech. Um, so I, you know, I had everything in my head and very, very nervous and I was ready. And then, you know, I'm, I finally start, you know, it's like all of the adrenaline, you know, clears it out. I'm, I'm a tense having a good time. They call my name and I'm, you know, elated and in shock. I kind of, you know, you kind of black out. Like I actually don't remember what that moment felt like when they said my name. And then I fell and it just erased everything from my mind. And like my whole brain went blank. I don't know. I, 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 you know, I can look back at it now. I'm a little older fondly, but for a very long time, the fall thing was very sensitive. Also, because I'm sorry, but Anderson Cooper, I saw him on CNN like three days later saying like, well, she'd obviously fake the fall. And it was so devastating because it was this horrific humiliation to me that like took away, like, I don't know if I'll ever have a chance to give a speech like that again. Like that didn't feel good for me not to have a speech. And I'll tell you what, I saw him at a Christmas party and I let him know. My friend told me that a vein was bulging out of my neck, but he apologized. And I think, I think we're good friends now. (laughs) Right. You're like, I, I mean, on I my end, we're all good. Right. But oh, yeah. Fuck that. I'd be like, you think I wanted to fall getting a fucking Oscar? But you, I remember what when I happened. what I led with was, have you ever tried to walk upstairs in a ball gown? Right. So then how do you know? Like, I, I kind of led with that. And he apologized immediately. He was like, I don't know. I have no idea. He did wonderful apology. And I was all fired up. And I was like, all right. Well, thanks. All right. Okay, cool. Good talk. And then he probably... <laughs> everybody I was a psycho no good for you good for you you gotta let him have it like that was your moment just to I mean yeah, what, it was like 10 years your later Oscar and now? I was like and another thing <laughs> <laughs> you're like let me call up Anderson get him on the line I got something else to tell him yeah, yeah. on my deathbed the last thing I'll say is Cooper. <laughs> yeah I mean here's the thing I am slowly keeping tabs on like people that I will eventually call out publicly because I worked at a fucking gym <laughs> in Hollywood all right I've had I've been covered in oh, like yeah. celebrities blood their their semen their spit not even Ooh. a thank you like I got my list and it will one day when I am getting my Emmy for you know best actress in a in a comedy I will say publicly you know and for the days that I worked at a gym you know blank 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 go fuck yourself blank blank, blank. I, I'm ready yeah 
this year kind of feels like we're stuck between a rock and a hard place. We're trying to do the most while also doing the least and just really trying to keep our head above water. So when it comes to all the different hard seltzers that are on the market, let's make an easy game time decision. Let's pick the hard seltzer that also has the added element of antioxidants from vitamin C. I'm talking about Busy, V-I-Z-Z-Y hard seltzer. It's friggin' delicious. Y'all will legit stop me in the street and be like, girl, thank you for turning me on to Busy. I'm so glad they were part of the podcast because it's honestly a delicious, refreshing drink. They get their vitamin C and they extract it from this acerola cherry. I know what you're thinking. Acerola, girl, I did not know about acerola. You do now. It is a super fruit with 30 times more vitamin C per cup than an orange. And listen, there are plenty of other hard seltzers you can choose from, but why would you choose from another hard seltzer when Busy has antioxidant vitamin C and delicious natural flavors like pineapple mango, black cherry lime, strawberry kiwi, and blueberry pomegranate. Black cherry lime's my friggin' jam. I've said it before. I crush one of those bad boys, pop it open, put it over some crushed ice, maybe a little lime wedge. Ooh, refreshing as hell. I honestly just need that moment, that that moment of solidarity every day where it's like 5 p.m. hits. Lord knows I haven't been to an office or anything. So I'm just like, this is my moment to sit outside on the porch with the pups, have my drink and just kind of have a quiet moment to myself. We all need it to stay sane. With Vizzy, you can enjoy refreshment with that added vitamin C. And at 5% alcohol by volume and only 100 calories and less than one gram of real cane sugar per can, every sip of Vizzy is more exhilarating. Upgrade your hard seltzer with a Vizzy. To find out more where you can purchase, go to VizzyHardSeltzer.com. That's V-I-Z-Z-Y HardSeltzer.com. Must be 21 or older. Now back to the podcast. Okay, well, listen, I want to get into some of the stuff that you're into. Obviously, you have a movie coming up and, you know, we're just kind of chit-chatting, but you have, you're a part of something very cool, which we have the the election coming up. And tell me a little bit more about Represent Us, which is, what what exactly is it? Represent Us is, is a, an organ, a nonpartisan organization that I have been a, I've been a board member for just over three years. And it's an organization that's working to unrig America's political system and basically try to put the power back into the hands of the people. So the general idea is to bundle state laws, anti-corruption laws, so that they can be voted for state by state. So following examples like gay marriage or marijuana legalization, interracial marriage, when something is passed state by state, there's normally a, it creates a rush and a change in federal law. And so far they've passed 114 transformative anti-corruption acts. Uh, to wow. And we're still going. Fuck yeah. That's great. Yeah. I, I That's mean, I have, I have so much anxiety going into the election simply because I do think we live in a day and age of just like, it's over information. I mean, fuck, you know, we're both oversharers, but to the point where you really, truly sometimes feel like you don't know the facts on anything. And then if you speak up yeah. on something, you're like, okay, I, I, my my brain has grasped that subject. I get it. And then you feel like something else is thrown at you from, from left field. So yeah, it's extremely hard to talk about politics and that, you know, you don't want to, it, it, right. you know, I'm an actor. I want everybody to see my movies. I grew up Republican. The first president, my first time voting, I voted for John McCain. I was a little Republican and I, you know, I said, same here, girl. Changed I, my politics based on the things that I, but I, but I, I was fortunate to grow up in, in a Republican house where I, I didn't, I could see, I can see, you know, the fiscal benefits of, of some of the Republican policies. And I could also see, you know, that the social issues weren't, you know, in line with my views and I could change. But then for me, when Donald Trump got elected, that just changed everything because I, I, you know, this is an impeached president who's broken many laws and has refused to condemn white supremacy. And it's just, it feels like there's been a line drawn in sand and uh, Absolutely. I just, you know, I just like, I don't, I don't give a fuck really. You know, yeah. if, if you, I just like, I guess that's the bottom line. Like, I don't think it's right. It just changes things for me, but you guys have two in Georgia, you've got two Senate seats that are opening up that are at, that are normally uh, Republican, but they're, they're looking a little competitive. You've got yes. Reverend Raphael Warnock, who is going to go against Kelly Loeffler. And Kelly Loeffler is most known for trading $1.4 million in stocks following a closed-door coronavirus intelligence meeting. 
Let me break that down for people. Yeah, it's fully legal. So basically, let me break this down for you because my sister, the Georgia law lady, really kind of like broke down the story and it's fucking wild. Essentially, like months before coronavirus happened, she got the heads up. She was in like a closed meeting that was like, listen, this is what's going to happen. I believe she sold off stock for like PPE or something. And essentially, she made a fucking fortune very quickly on COVID related, it was almost like insider trading, right? You knew something before the public knew and however your stocks were aligned, you basically made it so that you could make a lot of money on this particular pandemic emergency situation. So she's just a straight up yeah. criminal. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I mean, that, that it's just illegal. She also doesn't support Black Lives Matter, which right. you had such a, you had such a great anecdote to that. Like if you're at a cancer charity and it's about, you know, colon cancer and people are like, well, what about melanoma? And it's like melanoma matters, but we're actually talking about colon cancer. Yeah. And I feel like it's so frustrating these days. And listen, I know you get it. You're in, you know, you have a much uh, uh, bigger platform, but I, t- I talked how I was voting for Biden and I'm just like you raised a wonderful Republican family. But also I feel like the Republican Party is no longer the Trump party. There there's a different line. Like my family is very moderate. They're, they're liberal. Yes. There's not like voting for McCain and voting for Bush is a totally different ballgame than voting for Trump. And it's become so absolutely. polarized that it's very hard, I think you know, having a personal opinion and talking about these things where my followers say, Heather, we want to hear you talk about this or we want to know your opinion. And then when you look in your DMs or I'm sure you get crazies that like, you know, somehow find your email address, send you death threats. You're like, this is fucking terrifying. And I'm just stating that I'm an American and going to vote. And I don't know if this pisses you off as much as it pisses me off. But when you get that random, you know, DM tweet, whatever, and it's like, you're an actor, nobody gives a fuck about your opinion. That's like, to me, going into a cheesecake factory and telling the hostess, you're a hostess at the cheesecake factory. No one cares. Like, we're Americans and have the right to vote. What is that? I have an opinion. Yeah, I I don't want to support a president who supports white supremacists. Don't you remember, like, it's so hard to remember the days when Obama was president where you woke up and you, you would go days, maybe weeks, without thinking about the president. Because, like, everything generally okay like i mean the amount of anxiety if i was trading stocks i would have i would have fucking bought some stocks on zoloft and well butrin and every antidepressant anti-anxiety i think there's still time jen yeah i think there's (laughs) still time i think it's just like it's like provision cigarettes alcohol mood stabilizers and maybe condoms i think that's where we need to take our investments (laughs) yeah (laughs) totally (laughs) <laughs> this year's been good birth control for me. I don't know about you. And I know that's a personal, you know, like whatever you're married now when you want to have kids. But I, I looked at Jeff. I was like, I don't, I'm good being an aunt right now. It's like all my kids' friends, are my friend's kids. I'm just like, I can't, until we get through the election, the thought of getting knocked up, like just gives me hives. You know what I mean? I'm like, to me, you and I have very close friends since March. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like by the time I emailed you, I was like, hey, <laughs> when are we catching up? Like, it was just like already that. <laughs> well, and the crazy thing is, is uh, when I go out in public or whatever, I'll have women come up to you and I forget what I say in the podcast sometimes. And I'll have women come up to me and they're like, girl, I have a small urethra too. And then they'll just keep walking. <laughs> and I'm like, how the fuck does that bitch know I have a tiny pee hole? And then I'm like, oh, wait, oh, we I talk all about know it. you have a tiny urethra. <laughs> yeah, you pee like a pressure washer. Come on, ask me something else. Come on. <laughs> you should have to have their trivia. Um, okay. Italian is- salad, big red. Georgia law lady. That's her family. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I love it. I mean, listen, I I feel like in this day and age too, this is where we find friends, right? The internet. You're like, I just want to find somebody like-minded who can shoot the shit, who I know is not a sociopath, sort of, you know? Yeah. I felt like I was able to have a crush again. Like when you and I were first texting, Mm -hmm. I would like, my phone would light up and I'm like, I would be like, maybe it's not her. Maybe it's not. Oh my God, it's her. (laughs) It was like my version of like, like, do you think she likes me? You know what? I love that though. I was actually just thinking about that the other day. It's like, you know, like when I'm on a new set or whatever, and I'm like trying to make friends, you're like, who here likes me? Like, I just need a buddy. You know, we need more quarantine buddies. I mean, listen, I'm thrilled. I, you know, we've been talking off camera, you know, off the pod for a while now. And I'm just like, oh God, it's nice to have somebody like fucking gets it. It's just so nice chatting. I've been fucking locked up. Like, what the fuck am I doing in Canada? What are we doing here? What is this fucking year? I don't know what's happening. Do you? 
I hate, I'm, no, this might be a really weird tangent, but my friend was discussing uh, sports in school and my family always had a really strict rule that we had to be in sports, like team sports. And I hated team sports. But now that I like, I, there are so many moments in my life that I go back to like working out when I don't want to work out, which like my number one thing is can't like work out. So I'm definitely building myself. I love that. I respect that. that one. But mm-hmm. like, yeah, but even like being at work, being at a job, like being somewhere you don't want to be doing something you don't want to do, like and doing it again, like, do it. and I don't know, I feel like doing sports really prepared me for life. Nobody asked me that. How did I get here? <laughs> Listen, fucking swim team is can why you, can you, you edit are... in you asking me if I yeah. ever grew up doing sports? Yeah. Hold on. Uh, so I know Michelle... this seems so self-promotional. Yeah, this is where, Michelle, you just need to like add like a cool sound effect. And it's me being like, so, Jen, did you play sports growing up? (laughs) (laughs) You just hear like a crack of the baseball through the like, oh, did you hear that? Did you hear that? Did you know that Jen played softball? And that's our segue. (laughs) Um, I see. I played non-team sports. I like played soccer for a hot second, but my legs were so chubby that when I ran down the field, they were like sparks would fly out out of my thighs. So then I switched to golf. I did a lot of solo sports. And hell yeah. Yeah, but golf prepared me for nothing except to just like keep myself entertained. You know what I mean? That's all it did. It didn't teach me life skills. Jeff got pissed when I started playing golf and he knew I played in high school. Like he loves it, but he just also, he's a terrible golfer and I'm actually like pretty decent for not picking up a club for nine years. And so now he's pissed. He's just like, oh, okay. So like you're actually going to like start practicing again. I'm like, yeah, I've ordered new clubs. Like I've gotten fitted for a new grip. Like uh, while he's gone working in New York, I'm going to train and we're going to do a family tournament come, I don't know, February. And I'm going to whoop his ass. And I, at this point, I'm, that's the one thing. You guys are going to get on like a house on fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, truly. That's going to go really well. Cook and I tried to play tennis the other day, but we, oh, fuck that. I have um, a temper problem. Uh-huh. And so we had the court for an hour and he was like, how long do you think we're going to make it? I was like, I think we can go the whole hour. I mean, if we get tired, maybe 30 minutes. And he was like, uh-huh. Yeah. We made it 15 minutes. I missed mm-hmm. a ball and I turned around and I chucked the racket as hard as I could after screaming so many profanities in front of so many children. Right. Threw the racket as hard as I could. And he came over to be like, you're all right, babe. And then the lower lip started trembling and I just started bawling. And he was <laughs> let's go get you something to eat. And I was like, I need something to eat. But see, that's again, it's a solo sport. Tennis, unless you're doing doubles, it's a solo thing. And I think maybe well, when when you're an actor and you are such an extrovert, you know, and, and you're, you're a performer, when you're, when you're bad at that one solo thing, like you, if you're bad at acting, you only have yourself to blame. You know what I mean? You can blame totally, your scene partner, totally. but if you fucked it up, you fucked it up. That's why at golf, you I'm like, I, I'm psycho about it. Cause I'm like, I can't, this is me and my swing. You know what I mean? I'm the only person to blame. Okay, listen, since you are such a big fan of the podcast, you've been listening forever. Do you have any personal absolutely nots or absolutely nots that you're willing to share with our audience that you're like, I've observed this. We got to fucking talk about it. I do. Oh my God. I, I can't believe I came on this not thinking of an absolutely not, but fortunately I got, okay. No, okay. you're okay. Ask me again. Okay, <laughs> never mind. Okay. Um, my absolutely not is when you're dining outside and so you're sitting okay. at your table. So you have now removed your mask and then people on the sidewalk blow through the outdoor restaurant without their masks on. That is just, oh, okay. you might as well come into my home. <laughs> You're breathing on my food. or like, We are not masked together. You're walking through a sea of people who aren't masked. Now, are you saying because you're sitting outside on a curb and then, and they're walking through like like next to your table, like through the restaurant, the outdoor restaurant. Yeah, because in New York, they have it set up just on the sidewalk. So there's a pedestrian pathway. So there's tables on each side and people just walk through. I mean, somebody will be right next to me and, and neither of us are masked. I think that's an absolutely not. Yeah, that is an absolutely not. Because you're like, I'm in the designated square box over here. I'm over here clearly dining. You were clearly in the mean streets. So don't come through passing my seafood tower coughing on my crab claw. I completely respect that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. freaking I mean, not. I'm still going to eat it, but <laughs> still. Can I tell you what? I love a seafood tower. I fuck with the seafood tower. <laughs> I had an ex-boyfriend. We used to always go to this restaurant and he would, I would always get the seafood tower. And then he stopped. He, I wasn't allowed to order it anymore because I didn't realize it was like $75. And I would take like one shrimp. Like I would barely get through any of it. And he was like, no, no, no. 
You are not allowed to order the seafood. I got banned from seafood towers. And can I be honest <laughs> with you? That's when you knew it was time to break up. You were like, you know what? That's that was that was our last conversation. Yeah, it wasn't because he was like stealing money from you or cheating on you. It was the seafood tower. That's why. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like I'll pay for my own seafood tower now, Rick. <laughs> Rick, listen. No, I like Rodney. Rodney, I will pay for my own seafood tower. Yeah, Jeff knows when we go out to dinner, it's it's an Olympic sport. Like I'm gonna, I'm not walking away with the bill oh, that's yeah. under three fifty. Even if I'm at Chick Fil A, I'm gonna get <laughs> you know a two hundred nugget count. Like I just when I'm out now, yeah. I'm ready to dine and have an experience. Uh huh. Yeah, all bets are off. Fortunately, Cook and I both know we we have the same understanding as soon as we sit down. This is an open key to like we tell each other what to order because I want a little bit of that. You want a little bit of this. It's a very it's a choreographed dance. Yeah, 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 yeah. Took a lot of time to hone that up. Well, I it took a lot of time for uh, me to be comfortable sharing dishes with Jeff. Um, he actually said he the first time he really knew he loved me is when he was willing to share his food with me. And oh. mm-hmm. I mean, for from an Italian, that's a really tender thing to say. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it, yeah, it it took a while for us to, I just know now, like if we're going to split something, I look him dead in his eyes. I'm like, I need to know that you're actually going to, you know, they have to split it in the kitchen. There's no splitting it at the table. I need my own dish because if not, he's not going to fucking cheat. That's and then true. I resent yeah. him. Yeah. For, that's just a divorce waiting to happen if they come out with a plate and a knife. Yeah. Like, like get the fuck guys, out of here. You guys have to. Yeah. <laughs> One hundred percent. Okay, listen. I love and adore you. This is great. Thank you for coming on the podcast. And again, if it's oh my god, thank you for having this podcast. You brought me so much joy in a very very dark time. Listen, you bring me joy because you make great shit. And I just hope that people will listen to this. One, they know to vote. Go vote. Don't be an asshole. Go vote. Vote. And two, you know, I don't know. Stars are just like us. (laughs) You know what I mean. Starships are meant to fly. (laughs) And and that's on God, period. And that's on God. And that's on God. Thank you for coming to the podcast. I love you. I mean it. Y'all stay tuned. Check out, you know, J-Law's next movie. Whenever it hits the mean streets, we'll be, we'll have a viewing party. We'll do it. We're here to support you. You're an awesome chick. And I'm just so grateful that, you know, it's nice to meet other rad, rad women in the business. So mazel tov. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And we're out. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Heather K. McMahon. See you guys soon.